coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, Disneyland has announced a new After Dark event. Pop-up Disney and Mickey Celebration exhibit is coming to Downtown Disney. And later on, we'll be doing a bracket challenge to determine what is the most thrilling lie, uh, ride excuse me, at Disneyland Resort. That and more from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, and points around Southern California. This is the Disneyland edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 757 for the week of February 25th, 2019. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I am your host for the day, Rhino Clavin. Um, it is, I'm usually joined by Pete Werner, but he is a little under the weather, so he will not be joining us today. We uh, wish him, by the time this airs, I'm sure he will be feeling better. I hope he is. Um, but to join me for today's episode and discussions, we've got all the way from Southern California, Mr. Tom Bell. Morning, everyone. And another special guest from Southern California, Miss Nancy Johnson. Hey, everybody. And nice Mr. Craig Williams <laughs> in the back, the man that makes it all happen. Hi. Um, so, yeah, so I figured we'd just dive right into our uh, topics this week. There's some fun stuff that um, that they've announced. And the one I'm most excited about is the one that <laughs> we are going to talk about first, because this is right up my alley. These Disneyland After Dark events have been popping up uh like crazy i know there's they just had their sweethearts night and then they're about to have um the 90s 90s yes which i uh sounds amazing and uh if someone gets me a fanny free pack fanny the, packs for everyone i'm just saying <laughs> anything that brings more fanny packs into the world a-okay with me um so you know if one of those ends up in my hands i'd be thrilled but um i am on the wrong page okay so disneyland has announced though there is another after dark event and the tickets have gone on sale on the day of recording this so by the time you're listening to this there is a chance there might not be any tickets left but it's called heroes assemble and this disneyland after dark event is going to be held in california adventure so um, i'm going to read the uh, article that was written by one mr tom bell here So the Disneyland Resort announced, um, I literally just said this. Um, So Disneyland After Dark Heroes Assemble will take place on two different nights. We have one on April 30th and May 1st. The event's going to begin after park closes at 9 p.m. and and continue until 1 a.m. But you can get into the park starting at 6 p.m. Now, guests are encouraged to dress as their favorite superhero as they enjoy entertainment that includes a dance party and heroic show moments. You can also look for encounters with some of your favorite superheroes, a scavenger hunt for hidden artifacts, special decorations, photo opportunities, themed food and beverage, special merchandise, plus surprises celebrating 80 years of comic art. Uh, Now, the ticket price is $109, which includes admission to the park beginning at 6, like I said, unlimited photo pass, digital downloads, a commemorative uh, guide map, event credential and access to select uh attractions i'm assuming guardians of the galaxy um and like i said tickets for this went on sale on the 19th for uh resort annual pass holders and the general public went on sale on the 21st so um i think this sounds cool i love the idea of uh, of everyone coming in co- in 
superhero costumes, adults alike. Uh, I have yet to attend a Disneyland After Dark event. Have you, Tom? I did. I think it was the first one I went to. Um, was that the one that was like 50s themed? Yeah, 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 that one. And that yeah. was fun. Um, and it wasn't all that busy. I think some of the more recent ones have been sold out. Yeah. And so they've been like really, really busy. Now, this is going to be at California Adventures, so... I think they're going to be able to. They won't be able to sell as many tickets, hopefully. Yeah. But then they they jacked up. They raised the price ten dollars to account for that. So. I think the Sweethearts one and the '90s one sold out like really uh-huh. fast. Um, yeah. And that may be why they're like, okay, well, so the if next you're event if you're watching this, pause, go buy your tickets. Yeah. And right. Come back to yeah. Check yeah. and see if they're still available. Um, you know. I'm checking right now. I'll happily come stay with you guys and we'll go together Um, because this sounds right up my alley. I've got a Star Lord jacket just calling my name right now, ready to be worn. Um, And is is uh, well, I guess I wouldn't be able to wear it in the park because it covers your face. But um, it's it's basically Halloween party rules for for adults for costumes. But I think it's going to be really cool to kind of be in the park and see everybody like all in. Like I'm the thing that's interesting is it's it doesn't say anything Marvel specific in here, and I know that's because a, they can't use they that can't word. use Marvel. So it's yeah. it's kind of hard to be like come as your favorite superhero and being like, but it's got to be a Disney or a Marvel superhero. It doesn't have to <laughs> throw be, a you, nice you know. Superman. <laughs> yeah, don't show hey, up Brian? as Batman or Superman, I guess. But yeah. they're not gonna. Well, you know, hey, make sure you know you've got that 20th Century Fox, you know, whole line. Of oh, that's true. That's true. Too. I know, but it's that hasn't. That hasn't cleared all the all the regulatory hurdles yet. Yeah, we're waiting I on you, Brazil. Um, okay, um, I have an update. Tickets, um, general pass holders are eligible to purchase tickets now. Um, yeah. General admission tickets go on sale February twenty first. Yes, yeah. Is, so uh, that'll be which, this, and this right. episode is airing on the twenty fifth. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So go buy tickets now. Yeah. It's probably going to be sold out. Yeah. To, to me, this sounds this sounds like it would be fun. It sounds like a cool idea. It sounds more like this is. It reminds me of the Summer of Heroes celebration that they had where it's more um, mm-hmm. it's more the theme. Like, it doesn't really seem like – I don't know. I, I haven't attended one of the events yet, so I can't speak from personal experience. But the offerings don't seem – like, the ticket price is a lot. But, I mean, I guess you're getting access to the park for seven hours. Um, you'll have some attractions open. I don't have a list here yet. Um, they haven't listed yeah, one yet either. But, you know, it's kind of – this This one feels a little more like it's just going to have all these characters. Like, I'm sure you'll find Thor, Loki, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, the Dora Milaje, uh, uh Captain America, Spider-Man, all their yep. slew of heroes they have that come out there. But then it's kind of like, well – you're not into the character photos. What else are you going to do? I guess. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm wondering if they will borrow the costumes from Cruise Line and put Mickey and Minnie. I'm yeah, Mickey and Minnie in costume. Mm. I, I, that's what I was going to say. They're going to have to do something like that because uh, they just these are going to be long waits on Cruise Line. Okay. Besides, like you know, Black Widow and Hawkeye and Doctor Strange, they were all kind of just wandering around. Never really had a line, maybe five, ten minutes at most. But for for the big players like Thor and Loki, I mean, these lines were these lines were forty five minutes, an hour, even longer. 
So it's going to be another hard ticket event where you're spending the entire night waiting in line to get a photo with these characters instead of actually having a true experience. So I I feel like they'll have to do something to bring it uh, to bring it to the next level. And like Tom just said, I I feel like having having the Fab Five and their costumes with Chip and Dale as Thor and Loki and Goofy as Iron Man and all, all the if. You didn't see all the photos Corey and I were posting from a recent Disney cruise with the Marvel Day at Sea with all the characters in their costumes. It's it's really awesome. Uh, I actually prefer meeting them to the actual characters, mm-hmm. kind of like back in the day as Star Wars weekends. Oh, I wanted yeah. to meet Jedi Mickey and Stormtrooper Donald. Stormtrooper I didn't, Donald, yeah. I don't want to meet just a bad lookalike of Anakin Skywalker or the really awkward. Yeah. The really awkward Luke. <laughs> like, yeah. um, no, the other thing is too, is that cause they only have the one Marvel themed attraction right now, or the one superhero themed attraction, excuse me, that, <laughs> well, I guess they have in credit coaster. So they've got two, yeah. but, um, it's kind of like th- when you're in theme, like the, the wait for that, I'm sure is going to be longer than it is during the regular day. Um, yeah. But who knows? World of Color will hopefully be operating by the, up and going by that point. They could they talk about, you know, heroic moments. I'm assuming they'll have the the shield truck go in and out with either like Hawkeye or Black Panther on it like right. they do or they used to do or randomly do. And then um, maybe do a little the little show on that stage in Hollywood land. Um, uh, like they, they used to they do. may they may they may you know have the animation academy helping you draw draw superheroes yeah. to draw superheroes yeah. um they may take sunset showcase theater and put put video clips in there mm. i wouldn't be surprised if there was like an imagineering panel or something that was going to do mm-hmm. like a a bigger look at at what's coming with Marvel in terms uh, of California yeah. Adventure, kind of like yeah, how the past couple, um, how our Star Wars Galactic Nights, we've had Imagineering panels on the updates to Galaxy's Edge. I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happens. Yeah. Well, it's. I think it's got potential. So I look forward to um, getting some more. The, the crazy part is, is they have such limited amount of information about it, but the tickets are going on sale today, like as of this yeah. recording. And so I... I I think that's bold on their part to not have more of a detailed itinerary, especially when it feels very like just me characters. So um, we'll as soon as we hear more about what's going on, we'll obviously talk about it again. And who knows, one of us, maybe all of us, who knows? I'm sure somebody will go. So um, I think it's cool. I like these after dark event. I like them because I, they're essentially like they take kind of the after hours thing and add a little extra finesse onto yeah. them but um so we have uh another topic here i want to talk about and that is um at d23 um submissions are if you've never been um d23 is the big disney convention that they do every two years out in anaheim well d23 is actually the official disney fan club the d23 expo is the convention is the convention Yes. So you don't call it D23. D23 is the name of the fan club. You That's call like that saying you're D- going to Disney. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You'd be one of those ignorant people who like, I'm going to Disney. <laughs> well, there's a lot of Disney all around the world. Which one in particular? See, when I was a kid, we'd be like, my mom still does this. And now it annoys me. She'll be, we'll be at, uh, she'll be here visiting and be like, um, okay, well, let's go to Disney World. 
And I'm like, okay, where do you want to go? And she's like, I just told you, Disney World. And she refers to Magic Kingdom as Disney World. So she, just, she's bad. I am just sitting here focusing and floating on top of the level of geekdom that is surpassing everything that just went down here. Yeah. Um, well, so anyway, at the D23 Expo, let's talk about this real quick. The, they have a design challenge and masquerade costume contest. And submissions are now open um, for this year's event but um this year's masquerade will feature entries in five different categories you're gonna have once upon a costume worlds of adventure heroes and villains inspired by disney and cast of characters um so 14 finalists are going to be chosen in each category to compete during the d23 expo with the winner in each category receiving a trophy and then the best in show will receive twenty three hundred dollars for a second i was like wow what a random amount of money but i get it twenty three 2300 expo dollars uh ashley Eckstein and um vet nicole brown will return as celebrity uh judges and the deadline to enter for this is march 15th so you gotta get on it when you listen to this if you're interested in this um entries are also being taken for the 2019 d23 expo design challenge which is this is themed to Haunted Mansion this year in celebration of that attraction's 50th anniversary. Um, Submissions are going to be judged on creativity, originality, and artistic expression. 23 finalists will have their artwork displayed at D23. Again, trophies will be rewarded to the top three places and the grand prize, $2,300. The deadline, I see what you did there, for entry is March 29th. Um, And then, for those of you who don't know, the D23 Expo is going to be the 23rd through the 25th of August this year at the Anaheim Convention Center. Um, There's a whole uh, video uh, that uh, D23 released about this too, but this is, uh, I think this is pretty cool. I didn't actually know this was a thing in the last two years. I mean, when we go, we're running around like crazy. Craig and I are sleeping in random parts of the building sometimes um, in lines waiting and stuff. So I, this is kind of the part of the convention that slips through for me a little bit um, that is something that in my life I really enjoy. I like when people cosplay or Disney bound and that sort of things. But um, that's, I feel like the expo is best divided into three categories. Mm-hmm. You have the people who are there for panels. Mm-hmm. Then you have the next third is the people who are there for cosplay purposes and just to walk around and show off and take off, take all their pictures. And then the next third is the group that I believe Nancy would fall into. And that's the people who you'll see waiting in a line and you're like, which panel are you waiting for? Like, what panel? I'm waiting in lines for shopping. Yeah. And now. (laughs) But it's true. Most of the times I see you at the expo, you're waiting in lines for shopping. She uses the children just like like she's the chess. I don't know where I'm going with this stupid metaphor. but. (laughs) I like to peruse the floor. Mm -hmm. I like to see everything that's there to offer. Um, I really actually little artworks, but. As you notice, not a lot of people are standing there like visually analyzing. I just think that's a modern cultural kind of thing. You mm-hmm. know, we don't we don't look at art museum paintings very often. Um, but no, I go and I look at the all of everything, the costumes, everything that's on display in the archives. That's always a big thing for me. Um, and I have spent my time in the basement. I have. What is the basement? Had. 
where you sit uh, down for the lines. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, what? That sounds so ominous. And I guess that's in where the we, we slept. Yeah. I, <laughs> and hey, I'm last getting year a new taller chair this year for it. A taller chair, you said? Yes, a taller chair. Okay. Although the hammocks the Tratners had, the blow up hammocks they had last year for line or <laughs> hey, for lines. Craig, Craig and I awesome. had some very comfortable pool floats that I got that uh, we got at Target. So um, yeah, the problem they were two dollars. The problem with the hammocks, and we witnessed this firsthand at other conventions <laughs> when they blow up and they pop. It's yeah. there's no returning back from that. Yeah, it's just they're done, <laughs> and you usually see then. A, 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 I don't want to classify which are the people that are popping them, but usually it's a big person going down pretty hard, and it's it's not good. Uh, that's why I stick away from them. But uh, yeah, see, no-, no, I visualize you in the hammock with like the spider sprawling legs all over everything. Oh no, that's. I've got that a great photo of Craig face down in a inflatable pool float, a pool float drooling. It's pretty wonderful. No, Amazon has these really great fold up, really tiny um, chairs, and the key is is to get the ones with the really high backs. They fit in a little tiny, you know. Oh yeah, I know bag. what you're talking about. And uh, the ones with the high backs are so much better. We had one of each last time, and Zoe would not take the short chair for love nor money. She just was not having any of it. She wanted that back support to sleep. Oh, uh, yeah. No, yeah. that's that's always the – you feel like when you do these things a lot, like uh, – and we haven't. I mean, a, a good amount now, but, like, the first year I ever did anything like that, it was like, why, w- why would I need to bring anything? I'm just good. I have my backpack and some snacks yeah. and water. I'm fine with that. And the next time around, it's like, okay, well, I need to bring at least a blanket. And then yeah. it's like, well, no, now I need to bring something to sleep on. Well, now I'm going to bring a fold-up chair. But then the chair's never like, it, like you just said, it's not the high back. So you're sitting in like a concert chair and like, okay, well, where do I put my neck? Just back? Yeah. And Didn't we do that for Star Wars Celebration? Yeah. And yeah. we were like, that, and then, so D23, we did the inflatable pool floats. And that was the year where I was like, I'm shaking because I was so cold in that room. And... Uh, yeah, we'll have to do a whole episode about like maybe tips and tricks that we can give people for D23 this year later down the road here. But, um, back to this, um, the masquerade, masquerade, excuse me, um, then design challenge. I think this is really cool. I think it's, um, it is interesting that they have to have the submissions in March before the thing goes in August because from my experience with cosplaying, a lot of people don't even have their stuff ready until like right up to that deadline. But um, I I think it's a really fun way to get people involved. And, and like Craig said, you definitely – everybody has their different thing. When I go to like Megacom, which is our local Orlando convention – I I go to look at art and people in costumes and like meet some of the guests and stuff like that. When I'm going to the D23 Expo, it's different because it's like the biggest thing I'll go to, closest thing I'll go to that is not Comic-Con. Like like you know, we slept in that line that one year, but we got we were in the room with all of the Avengers, you know, and we got to see that trailer yeah. months before anybody else even saw it and you know, and yeah. I think about how we we're in a room with J.J. Abrams, you know, once, you know. So it's like you kind of like, what are you going to do there? But um, 
if anybody who ever listens to this has ever done the masquerade or the design challenge, feel free to send us an email. I'd love to see like photos or any of your work or anything like that. You can send it to podcast at disunplug.com. We'll check that out. But we have one more discussion uh, thing to talk about before we move on to our uh, game. And that is that a pop-up Disney, a Mickey celebration exhibit is coming to downtown Disney. Um so this is going to be a part of or continuing the celebration of the 90 years of Mickey and Minnie Mouse. And it will open in the spring in the former ESPN Zone location. Um, and it will require a separate ticket. Um, you can look for different uh, rooms with bright, immersive displays and photo opportunities inspired by Mickey and Minnie. One room will even feature a huge sofa shaped like Minnie's polka dot bow where you can relax for a quick picture was someone special. Wow. Jeez, Tom, what is this article that you wrote? Uh, <laughs> relax with that. Someone special. The, the and picture had hearts in it, yeah. um, but I kind of you think about it. The bow comes in on the side and then you got yeah, the yeah, knot yeah. in the middle. Right. And the knot yeah. Nancy, Nancy's got it. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Um, so this is, so this is, they're charging you to use Instagram now. Exactly. Yeah. I, I is this the same exhibit that I've been seeing like kind of going around? I thought it was a little more detailed. They they had a Mickey exhibit that was celebrating 90 years that was traveling. This is not the same thing, right? This is not no. That that's more like art, I think. This is just like a building full of photo opportunities. Yeah, I believe you're referring to the New York City exhibition which wasn't a traveling thing. It was a permanent display that was curated and it was all sorts of weird abstract art and such based on yeah, Mickey th- Mouse so with like maybe two props that were actually historical. It was called Mickey the True original yeah. exhibition. Yeah. yeah. I thought I, I got excited because I thought that's what this was and now I realize it's it's essentially like that ice. Um, did you see the one that was going around to the ice cream uh, the museum of ice cream. It was in California yes. for a while. Then it was in Miami. I think it might yeah. still be in Miami, but, um, Luella actually did that one. Yeah. It looked cool. It so, looked fun. It, was. it looked really cool. Yeah. But, how much would you pay for this right now? How much would I pay for it? Well, it better have more than Minnie's bow because I don't really care for Minnie Mouse too much <laughs> myself, but it depends on what I see coming through, but I'm going to give you a grand total of $5. <laughs> and i know it'll probably be at least 25 but i think yeah. 20 you think 20 yeah i think if it's so if it's in esp oh, they're gonna charge 39.95 i'm betting oh you let's, think let's Nancy just high, round geez. it to the specific but i'm that was what was going through my head is, is what's the value of this for parents and families because kids love photo ops but if they're pricing it way up there, they're going to lose a lot of people. Well, I think people went kind of crazy for that special, um, the photo area they had set up for this Christmas, uh, for this holiday season in the Disneyland Resort. Um, the one that looked like it was all like a 1950s living room. And Luella and her kids took pictures there. And I thought th- I thought it looked great. Anybody who took photos yeah. there, I thought it looked great. But um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm into this. I, I like to find graffiti walls and colorful palettes to take photos in. And I'm all about... The, this sort of an event where it's fun and you can take really cool photos, but like, don't rob me of my money just because you like to take pictures. It feels it feels cheap. And if it's in ESPN zone, how many photo areas can they really have inside of there that can accommodate so many people? You know, it's huge, isn't it? Two stories. Oh, is it two stories? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I I 
only ever look at the, the lower one. Well, there you go. Maybe they have a lot more than I thought they will. But again, we'll talk about it more when it gets here. I'm sure we'll start seeing uh, photos popping up on um, on uh, Instagram sooner than later, as soon as that starts. But if it's if it's going Please, on when sir. I'm out there and it's a reasonably priced thing, I'll give it a shot. But if not, hmm. Hmm. Um, <laughs> All right. So free social, uh, free social media. It's uh, that's all it is. Is it's a, a media boost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's trying to pull people down into that end of downtown Disney. That's kind of yeah. a ghost town right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they do need some stuff over there. If they're not going to build the hotel and all those businesses. I mean, there's Earl of Sandwich, but they don't have anything in the movie theater, right? And there's no. nothing yeah. there. And yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But let's move on to the real fun, the fun part of the show here. Um, So this, Craig was the one who um, suggested this idea, um, and he knows all about the sports. And so this is a 14-team single elimination. It's a bracket challenge. So what we're going to do is we went on to um, the Disneyland website, and we clicked on everything that they labeled as a thrill uh, thrill attraction, a thrill ride, you know, um, and we're going to all together determine what we believe to be the number one uh, most thrilling attraction at Disneyland Resort. Okay. So do you guys know how this works? Yeah, for the most part. Okay. Okay. So essentially <laughs> it's just a list and we're going to pit them against each other and they get smaller and smaller. So, so there are 14 um, thrill attractions all together. Like I said, we have Indiana Jones adventure. There's radiator Springs racers, uh, Lu- Luigi's Rollick and roadsters, space mountain gadgets, go coaster guardians of the galaxy mission breakout, um, grizzly river run rapid, um, big thunder mountain star tours, splash mountain, Matterhorn bobsleds, uh, Mater's junkyard jamboree and credit coaster and goofy's sky school. So that's all of them. So, um, mm. so we're just going to get started. All right. Okay. All right. So first up, we've got Radiator Springs Racers versus Luigi's Rollican Roadsters. <laughs> Craig, I would, this. I, I would. You know, I mean, that's how brackets work. You choose a uh, top tier against a lower seed, and uh, I would choose Radiator Springs Racers, but. It's a close one on that in terms of being a a thrill. I think that you get whipped around a lot more mm-hmm. on Luigi's than you do in terms of like actual fun, fast-paced moments of Radiator Springs Racers. Radiator Springs Racers, the end racing part is great, and some of the, the quick turns on the inside are fun, but uh, it's more of a beautiful attraction to look at, not in terms of a, a major thrill for me, but it does just edge out Luigi's, ultimately. Okay, uh, Nancy, what do you think? <sighs> See, Luigi's makes me hurl, so... <laughs> and, and okay. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to go with Luigi's. Oh, okay. All right. So she says Luigi's is more thrilling than Radio Springs. Tom, what do you think? Uh, Craig makes a good argument for Luigi's. I mean, that it's, that's a tough one. It's tougher than you would think, but I'll have to go with Radio Springs. I agree with you. I, I do think he made a valid argument. But don't let he. I, Craig would have been a great guy who sold a uh, hair elixir. I think in the old timey days in a wagon, he would have. He's this, good at selling stuff, both good and bad. Um, is this challenge sponsored by Dramamine? Yeah, right. 
Okay, so Radiator Springs wins that one. So our next uh, group that go up against each other are Space Mountain and Gadget's Go Coaster. Uh, what do you think, Tom? Uh, Got to go with Space Mountain. That's my favorite. Space Mountain. Okay, uh, Nancy? Uh, I definitely have to go with Space Mountain, although getting spit on by frogs is certainly uh, <laughs> a challenging thought. Yeah. It's thrilling for you. I get it, you know. And I Craig, know, right? I'm a, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think you can really compare a, a 30 second experience yeah. to uh, one that's a yeah. minute 30, two minutes in terms of thrills. So it uh, just delivers more. I agree. Yeah. And I, I, I agree about the entirety of the experience, too. That's what you have to you t- take that into account for me. And it's Space Mountain for sure. I mean, come on. They've got the side by side, the speakers in the back. I love that ride. So um, next up are Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout versus Grizzly River Run Rapid. Hmm. I, I'm i going to choose Guardians of the Galaxy because I, I do think the experience of the attraction is thrilling. I do think... You know, based on Craig's argument for Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters, you could argue that the uh, Grizzly River Run is also pretty thrilling because, I mean, you're in that tube spinning around through the through the river for quite some time. But I, I enjoy the type of thrill I get from Guardians more. I think it's a little more of an extreme thrill than than the consistency of the river run. But that's just me. Nancy, what do you think? The thrill of rapidly losing my lunch beats out the thrill of seeing how long it's going to take me to have dry, wet jeans. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what do you it think, just, Tom? Uh, definitely Guardians of the Galaxy. I love that right yeah. attraction. Sorry. Yeah. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, it's close. Uh, but ultimately, I think Guardians just kind of edges it out a little bit more. River Rapids. They are fun, but I've I've talked about this before in other parts. Uh, Disney ones, you really only have those two seconds of thrill with the the couple drops you yeah. get there of mm-hmm. maybe I'll get wet. And most of the rest of the time, it's like I've been on enough Disney rapid rides that I know there's a fluke chance that I might get wet at some point uh, that's not on a drop. But then even sometimes you go down the drops and it's like, oh, no one got wet. Yeah. How did that happen? So I, I feel like Guardians just it delivers the same style each time. It doesn't have that question. So uh, it's just a little bit more thrilling. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, so uh, next up, we have Star Tours versus Splash Mountain. Craig, what do you think about this one? This is one where I have to say that Star Tours is actually really? more thrilling. Okay. It's not my favorite of the two attractions. And while Disneyland Splash Mountain does send you like shooting through the attraction the entire time, like there's not very many <laughs> slow moments in it. Uh, still, there's only those couple moments that are really thrilling with the the drops. And so because of that, it's it, it just it doesn't have it where Star Tours slows down for like one moment but then the rest of the time as soon as it starts it's it's constantly going uh, uh in that giant hurl boxes nancy will probably refer yeah, to yeah it i was just gonna say uh, well what do you think tom um splash mountain is nostalgic and fun but not thrilling oh, for me okay except for, except for you know like half a second uh, yeah. i gotta go with star tours Okay. All right. So I'm going to weigh in before I go to you, Nancy, because I'm going to say Splash Mountain because for me, it's the reality of the difference between the two. They're both thrilling. I both agree. They would definitely warrant being on this list. But um, 
you're in an actual vehicle moving at an actual speed doing actual drops in Splash Mountain. And for me, that is what weighs wins edges it out over Star Tours, which normally I would say could be more thrilling, but it's very like the hurl box. You're in that square thing and you're just watching a screen. So it's I have that little disconnect where I know it's not quite real. So that's where it lasts for me. Nancy? Okay, have you ever stood in the room underneath one of those things when they've gone back and forth and up and down? No, good lord. Holy holy crap. Once you watch that thing from the outside, (laughs) it changes your whole perspective on what goes on in there. It really does. Because you don't think you're tipping that much. You don't think you're doing that much in the hurl box. But... You are. I like how we've you've created a new term for this type of attraction, the hurl box. <laughs> okay, now I say I say Star Tours because how many times do you fly in and through other creatures' mouths? Okay, for Nancy, it's all about the mouth you. feels. <laughs> Versus Craig's experience from was it last week's show or the week before? <laughs> where he talks about his little point of view experience on Splash Mountain. That's about the most exciting thing. How soaked am I going to get? Yeah. 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 I, okay. So. I, I can, I can, that's fine. Star Tours is the winner on that one. That's, that's all right with yeah. me. Um, it is also thrilling. I do. I agree a hundred percent. So um, next up, we've got Matterhorn bobsleds versus Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. This is a, if we go on Craig's initial argument with the Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters, I mean, you're getting pretty whipped around on Maters, but for me, it's going to be Matterhorn. Nancy, what do you think? I smile a whole lot on Mater. Mater is a happy place kind of ride. And yes, you're getting whipped around, but it's more about how much you can squish that person on the end. That's why mm-hmm. you put me on the outside so I can squish the kids. Yeah, um, But... You can't beat that fear of somebody got thrown off, you know, of, of oh, the yeah. deaths that happened on the Matterhorn. So when you consider the attraction has death in it. Oh, Wait a minute. Did somebody really die or are you just yes. making that up in your head? Yes. There was a mother who was thrown out in the 60s. Great. I hope you're happy. You've just ruined this attraction for the rest of my life for me because I didn't know that, and I always go on it thinking I'm going to be thrown from one of the the areas of the of the uh, when you like can see through the mountain and you're further up. And oh, now I'm really scared. Anyway, okay, so, so yeah, just look up the history. It's kind of interesting, great. but but yeah, no, and I mean, plus the newer the new abominables, yeah, are pretty are pretty uh, thrilling. Okay, Tom, what do you think? I'm going to go with the fun thrills versus the painful thrills and go with Mater. <laughs> You're going with Mater. Okay, Craig? Uh, for me, it would end up having to come down to uh, which one hurts more, and <laughs> that that would be Matterhorn. It's it's close um it's maters is a thrill in terms of i'm i'm like i'm constantly on the edge of my seat and because i'm sliding and smiling but matterhorn it really is there's there's times i go on that unlike any other roller coaster where i'm like this thing is going to come off the rails and that's a thrill 
That is a thrill. Yeah, sure. Love feeling that uh, the the grip of the car on the rail as you're also feeling it on your terbo- tailbone. All right, so Matterhorn wins that one. Then we have the Incredicoaster versus Goofy's Sky School. I, um, Craig, weigh in here. Uh, it's simple. It's Incredicoaster. That's like, uh, it's like saying who's smarter, a preschooler or a high school graduate. Well, I guess that's not always a cut and dry <laughs> oh my God. case, but uh, for the most part, it's pretty true. What about you, uh, Tom? What do you think? Oh, definitely Incredicoaster. I hate Goofy Sky School. Uh, yeah, it's terrifying. That's the whole thing. <laughs> like, uh, what do you think, Nancy? I've never been on the Incredicoaster in either of its incarnations and I don't want to go on it. I mean, I don't mind the loopy part. I love loops. Don't get me wrong. I've been on Sky School. I really don't like that down and up, yeah. but I'm going with the Incredicoaster because it's much bigger. Yeah. And there's I, I mean, I if you have it. not done Goofy Sky School, it is way scarier than it looks. Talk about mm-hmm. feeling like you're going to get thrown <laughs> out of a ride. Um, but so Incredicoaster is winning that round. So Indiana Jones had to sit this first round out. Um, so next up, round two here. Indiana Jones versus Radiator Springs Racers. I'm just going to say Indiana Jones for me, for sure. No question. The theming, the excitement, the car, the shaking, the whole adventure of it. It just, it, Radiator Springs is great and I really enjoy it, but nothing beats being that archaeologist out. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? You know, all that stuff. What do you think, Craig? Uh, Indiana Jones, except uh, like that only stops at, like one point unless they're cascading through there. And the one point it stops, your lights are flickering mm-hmm. and you're hearing sound effects and getting scared. Uh, but it's just it's nonstop frenetic energy the entire time throughout. It's it. Uh, I I think it's going to win this list. And we didn't mention at the start of it that actually had a buy the first round. There wasn't 14. I believe we had 13 total or 12. Uh, Two two attractions had a buy. There was uh, Indiana Jones and Big Thunder Mountain. That's right. Yeah. 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 So sorry. Not just that one. Um, What do you think, Nancy? Oh, hands down, Indy. Okay. Hands down, Indy. You've got skeletons. You've got a you've got rock work shooting bombs, at, you know, shooting fireballs at you, snakes, bugs, skulls. <laughs> you got it. All right. Indiana Jones wins that one. Space Mountain oh, versus Tom didn't get to oh. vote. Oh. Well, it doesn't matter what he says now because it already won. What would you have said, Tom? Indiana Jones. Okay. Okay. In my head, I'd already heard you saying it, so I just clearly we're on that level. Um Space Mountain versus Guardians of the Galaxy, Tom. No. (laughs) We all know that Space Mountain is my favorite attraction ever. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. Um, It's a different kind of thrill. Yeah. Um, Space Mountain is, is... it's the same thrill all, all the time. You know when it's going to curve. You're humming along to the music, and you know I, I'm singing along, and but up comes up, and but Guardians, it's just so much fun. Yeah. The the the, the characters, and you know even through the end when when um, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, no, Guardians. I'm sorry, Space Mountain. I, I'm also going to say Guardians. Um, I do love them both. Uh, I love the theme of space. They're both space-themed. But I love uh, – it's just for me is the, the that dropping feeling is a little more thrilling than the speed feeling for me. I guess I should say scarier. But I, 
I just find they're both very thrilling, but it, I, it just it's Guardians for me. That's all. That's all. Uh, Craig, I'm going with Space Mountain. Uh, one of the things that I, I said before, I have our Space Mountain in Walt Disney World memorized. The track layout, I still don't have Disneyland's yeah. <laughs> figured out. So for every single time I go on, it is something It is something like, oh, I, I forgot about this part and I forgot about that part. Uh, about the only thing I know is going up the chain hills and then yeah. where the picture is right at the very end of the ride. That makes no sense. So everything in between there is ultimate thrills. Sorry, I went black for a second. Uh, that audio doesn't pick up. My camera went in and out there. Uh, for... For Guardians of the Galaxy, it's kind of what you said about Star Tours. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you're watching a bunch of screens, and you know you only have to go on it once to know what it's happening in there. You're going to hover up and down a little bit. Yeah. At some point, you're going to shoot up. At some point, you're going to shoot down. But other than that, it's not different. It's not that feeling of, oh my gosh, am I about to go left? Am I about to go right? Is there about to be a sudden drop? You already know. You're probably going to bounce up and down for a couple seconds but while you you're watching a screen. Way. It doesn't matter. It's only one motion up and down. It's not. It's missing out on the other dimensions of up, okay. down, left, right. That's so it's point. very one. It's just very one sided. Okay, I can see that, Nancy. What do you think? Space Mountain. There's only so many places, and really none of them. Those cars can jump the track. Elevators can always fall and kill people. It's it's just wait a minute. But you chose an attraction before because of death. So are you saying you're choosing Guardians because of the death? I I am choosing Guardians because it plays on your elevator fears. Okay. You okay. know the the what if this thing actually this cable actually snaps? Actually, I don't know why you guys didn't put the golden zephyr in here because the golden zephyr to me Jeez. is always the is this cable gonna snap and am I gonna Lord. go flying out? Into Nancy, this you are lake? not the person to be around me right before I get on a ride because these are the <laughs> things that and Craig will tell you that I literally will go through right before I get on a ride. I have to make up stories in my head. All right, so. Surprisingly, Guardians took that one there. So, um, okay. So next up, we've got Big Thunder Mountain versus Star Tours, and for me, it's going to be Big Thunder Mountain. And basically, for the reasons why Craig described Space Mountain overcoming Guardians, I'm going to say that's my ringing true Big Thunder Mountain. Plus, I like railroads. I just I love the views. I like I like the whole theming of the attraction. It's just the thrill. The thrill I feel more on Big Thunder Mountain than I do in Star Tours. What do you think, Craig? I am just going to give it an edge to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, but uh, I I still think Star Tours is really thrilling. It's just Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, I I don't know. It's there's a couple moments in that where it's just I feel like the thrill overcomes what you get in Star Wars. Yeah, Star Tours. Sorry, but it's very close. Very, very close. Okay, Um, Nancy. They fixed the death thing on Big Thunder Mountain, so Star Tours all the way. <laughs> Star Tours, okay. Uh, Tom, what do you think? Um, I'm sorry, I got to cause a tie. Star Tours. I would lean towards. Uh, I'm going to say I Big would Thunder say Star Mountain. Tours. Oh, great. Okay, Star Tours. Yeah, wins that one here. 
you know, because I said I was right on the fence with it, but if it's okay, uh, I don't think either one of them would choose Big Thunder Mountain ever. Whereas I was kind of on the fence, so I think Star Tours is gonna win out. All right, here we go. Um, Matterhorn versus the Incredicoaster. For me, mm, this is a this is a tough one. I have to go last. Nancy, Matterhorn versus Incredicoaster. Matterhorn. All right, Tom. Incredicoaster. Craig? I'm going to say Incredicoaster. See, and that is what I was going to say, and I was hoping this wouldn't happen again. But my thing with Incredicoaster is just, I think, it's just the sound. I, I love the music. I love the thrill. And it makes this one bank around the turn when you're going from, like, where the Golden Zephyr and the swings and everything are. That side of the park whose yeah. name I can't remember right now. Um and you're like, they're like, say something and they're like on it. Boom, 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 boom. And it makes this turn downwards into the tunnel. And I just think to myself, this is like perfection almost right here. And like all the lights on it at night. And it's just really cool. And the spin and the flip. Um, so. Oh, goodness. Okay. And nobody's on the fence either. So. Um, I'm going to give yeah. it to the Incredicoaster. Wasn't that three to one? No. Yeah, was, I, was it three to one? I thought yeah. it was two to two. I said Incredicoaster. Tom said Incredicoaster. Oh, I'm you sorry. I thought yeah. somebody said, I thought, okay, Incredicoaster. It I'm is, the only right. one with the death card. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. No, really. Here we go. Indiana Jones okay. versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Craig. Again, I... Guardians is not surprising to me. It's It doesn't have a thrill because it's just so... It's... It's a one-note attraction, up and down, up and down. Indiana Jones is constantly moving. So, what do you think, Tom? I, I'm gonna vote for Guardians. Guardians, okay, Nancy. That's a tough one. Craig does make a compelling argument for Indy in the fact that if you've never ridden it, you don't know what to expect. And it, it fulfills that thrill and leaves you smiling. Um, Guardians, for some people, it's the same exact way. Because, you know, you, if, am I correct? Because I've actually never been on Guardians. Am, <laughs> I, correct? am I correct in saying that it, it's a random pattern of up and down? Yeah. Or like it, how far it you has drop like and six certain, different patterns. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a little bit of variety of not knowing how far you're going to fall to your death versus, you know. This is a dark episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> wait. So which which one did you choose, Nancy? So I picked I picked Guardians. Okay. I won't ride it either. Those are the only other ride I won't ride. So here's my thing, and they're very close to me, and I do find that I'm probably actually more scared on Guardians than I am on Indiana Jones, but I do think that Indiana Jones can have more universal appeal, perhaps, to me. Like, I I love Mm -hmm. Dinosaur. It's no secret. That is one of my favorite attractions at Disney World, if not my favorite attraction, and it's like, it's just something about being in that Jeep, going on that way, and Craig's right, it doesn't really ever let up. I am afraid of the falling, you know, but he, I, I, they're both an adventure that you're on. They're just in different ways. So I am going to give Indiana Jones this one slightly, but the problem is now we have a tie. Um, and I will throw my half of my vote to Indy. 
Okay, so we're going to say Indiana Jones edged this one out just slightly here. You know, as I think about my kids, my kids were actually more scared elixir. to ride Indy than they were to go on Guardians. Okay, well, next we have Star Tours versus the Incredicoaster. For me, it's the Incredicoaster. Nancy? Star Tours versus Incredicoaster. It, it, I mean, just from the fact that it's got all that height um, and all those dips and turns, Incredicoaster is definitely probably the more thrilling. Craig? Yeah, Incredicoaster for me. Uh, it's just it's balanced all around. Tom? Incredicoaster. So. Sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting you off in the last word you no. say, too. I keep doing that. Um, I agree. In Credit Coaster as well, for what I said, it's real reality, real heights, real... I feel like I'm really in a story here. So that leaves us with Indiana Jones versus the Incredit Coaster. This is a, this is a, a tough one, but for me, I am going to say I like Indiana Jones because it's thrilling. It doesn't... It's not the heights that make it thrilling. It's not the speed that makes it thrilling. It's this combination of... The architecture, the ride vehicle, the path, the story, it's all of these things, the supernatural element to it that kind of all combine and make this sort of thrilling adventure. And I think about little me that would have never gone on the roller coaster, you know, and yes, I have now in my adult life, but I just think like Indiana Jones can be just as scary as in Credit Coaster, but not based on like fears, but more the thrill of the adventure. So that's me. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, for me, it's Indiana Jones because of the movement, but then also the extra effects that are happening around you. It's all it's playing with all of your senses, mm-hmm. and I love roller coasters. I mean, I used to go to Cedar Point and ride 300-foot roller coasters, 400-foot roller coasters. When you grew up doing that, going to a Disney coaster while they're still thrilling, it never is – you don't have that same sense of thrill but Indiana Jones, there's not many things out there that give you that that feeling. So, Indy. And Tom? Um, Incredicoaster, when I come off of Incredicoaster, I'm almost out of breath because of, because of the adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure necessarily that's more thrilling than, than Indiana Jones. So I think I'll go with Indiana Jones. All right, Nancy, what do you think? I'm going to have to seal the deal for all of the reasons you guys mentioned. Um, I remember when that first opened and how I felt, you know, prepping up for it, you know, and being nervous, and but in that fun kind of way of nervous. Yeah. Because you really just don't know. I mean, you can't explain what the ve- – even though you can explain what the vehicle does and how it stays on the same yeah. platform – you can't explain how the motion of it works with the visuals around you. Right. To create that sense. It's yeah, it's unique. It's like it, it exactly yeah. like what you're saying and what Craig is saying and it's just it's it makes it a unique experience and there you have it. We have definitely decided that Indiana Jones Adventure is the most thrilling attraction that the Disneyland Resort has to offer. That was a fun a fun challenge. Um, we'll have to do one of these again um, and come up with other other topics to do with this. So thank you guys for having this discussion. Um, thank you everybody out there for watching and listening. If you're watching on iTunes, if you're watching on iTunes, if you're listening on iTunes, please feel free to rate and review the podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can feel free to subscribe to the channel and stay up to date with all Disneyland, Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Universal Studios content. And if you click the little bell 
up there. You'll get notified of whenever we're uploading new content. But that should do it for this episode. We'll see you again next time with another episode of the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.